Assalamu alaikum. Peace and blessings be upon you in the name of God, the most gracious and the most merciful. All glory and praise belongs to God and saluting with salutations the beloved and all the beloveds of God who include Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and his holy family. Thank you so much for tuning in to our 29th Healing is Believing episode. Today we are discussing living with love. And here at the Divine Clinic Foundation is myself, QW. Also joining is the delightful Imam Saab and also our spiritual health ambassador, Dr. Isa White Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. Thank you. Thank you all for tuning in to our podcast here today. And we've all here um, the last few days have been going through a little bit of uh, turmoil here. And a lot of people, I'm sure, are thinking with all the anxiety is, how is this happening? What is going on? And, you know, you know, God, where are you? And it's truly, God is very merciful. And when he's very sublime, and if we come to understand on a spiritual level that his mercy um, is really, really magnificent. And But when there's injustice that happens, there's a wrath to that, and there's a consequence to that. And um, obviously, destruction is not um, something that we want to see when uh, hurricanes, earthquakes um, happen, but it's all to, for us to take heed. But coming back to understanding the essence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is truly about love. He created us to love one another. He wanted us to, to live in this world, to, to work to, together in harmoniously, and most importantly was to worship Him. Worship Him with pure love. We give Him our hearts. And in return, we know when we surrender to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in true God consciousness, there is this beautiful light and awakening and flowness that happens because we have surrendered to Him and are not attached to anything but just Him. And then He guides us and gives us everything that we need to live our lives in peace, love, and everything just flows. But unfortunately... We are living in a time where there has been so much dark energy and um, the accumulation has, you can see, has um, gone into our ancestral and then it's being carried generation to generation. And what is that doing to our spirit? What is that doing within ourselves? What's that doing to our hearts? Our hearts are getting sealed. They're sealed and we can't connect and we are so grateful at the Divine Clinic Foundation are here about healing and helping to awaken the heart and not just talking all the time um, what, ne- what needs to get done because we all know that. But we are here as a your 911 emergency rescue because you need the pure light, the emergency, you know, the, the pure light that's a gift from the Nuri Muhammad, which comes from Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. It was a gift that Allah had bestowed upon him for a Prophet to come as reminder to the time of humanity when there's a lot of corruption and deception going on, bringing man back to oneness. And here we are in a time today where we all need to repair ourselves, to fix ourselves on the inside so that the outside can manifest in true love and light and peace and bring us all unified as one ummah. 
So here I'll leave off this discussion and have you, uh, Imam Saad, to please uh, carry on and enlighten our audience with the insight on today's discussion. Alhamdulillah, um, all, all praise and blessings be to Allah, uh, the creator of everything in the seen and unseen worlds, and uh, salutations upon the Holy Prophet, Prophet Muhammad, وسلم, his holy family, his holy companions, and of course the beloveds of Allah, and our teacher, the Qutub. Alhamdulillah, it is the true understanding of living with love. We can understand living with love in many manifestations because Allah is the Haq, Allah is the truth, God is the truth in all manifestations of truth. And when someone asks you a question, the reality is that there is more than one answer. Because and it depends on which level or spectrum of life that you are looking through. So it's the level of truth, so the level of the soul. And the, the soul itself is in many different manifestations. The soul is not just the one uh, static object. The soul is very dynamic. So when we're examining this question of love, love itself is very, very complex, but also very simple. And I think it's very, very uh, important to understand the impact of love in terms of our creation from the beginning. That we were all created, you know, for the fact that God Himself wanted to be known. And He wanted to be known. And what He did was He took a piece of light from Himself. And He loved this light, immensely loved this light. And from this loved light, which is the Nur Muhammadi, He created everything in existence. And that is the phenomenal power of love that God created us you know, so that we one day would be awakened to the truth and the reality that there is a higher calling to our existence. And so when we're looking at today um, in this kind of superficial uh, perception of the world, you know, man has fallen to this state where he believes everything is imperfect and everything is about stress and depression and and anxiety, and the reality is it's not. But we are actually looking at ourselves. You know, we, are, we have become mirrors of ourselves. And the reality of the teachings of the saints, and I say this across all levels, whether the saints from Christianity or um, Judaism and, and all the other religions of the world, um, you know, with respect to the teachings that come from the Islamic traditions of the saints, because there is where the light is the highest. And what we understand is that the individual must become associated with a teacher, a guide. And through the act of submitting themselves completely to effectively become that mirror that we were talking about has to become polished. And then what it will reflect is no longer themselves, but also their teacher. And that, in essence, is where, you know, the, the ideals, idealistic state for every student to reach that state of being able to reflect his teacher, his or her teacher. So then when we talk about love, well, what purpose does love have in all of this? Well, we know that 
you know, being with the teacher, uh, especially in the path of true spirituality, because spirituality doesn't actually have a religion. Religion has been given as a more, as a, as a form of governance for us to kind of get on back on the track of spirituality. You know, because even if you speak to many reverts today of Islam, you know, the whole reason why they felt enticed by Islam was because that it kind of fulfilled, on a, even on a superficial level, it, it, it fulfilled something, something that they were looking for, a higher connection, a connection to something. They don't know what, but it's a connection to something. And it fit all the boxes. And there was talk about mercy and love and forgiveness. And these are all traits of Allah, God. You know, and he has instilled these traits in man, but only in the pure heart. But then one has to then purify that heart. But how? It's through the actions. So these are the outer actions of love and how we love each other, not love ourselves. Because loving yourself can invariably also lead to a manifestation of one's ego. And the ego can be quite dangerous, especially in the pursuit of the heart in channeling the truth from the heart. And the heart and the ego, there is a very fine line between the two. That's what I've come to understand and experience myself um, in dealing with many spiritual uh, spiritual teachers, you know, uh, who have their own students and everything as well. Um, is that it's, you know, it's often quite a very, it's a very sensitive field. And that's why we have to take this approach of manners you know, especially when we're talking to other spiritualists, that if there is something that comes to you that is of a deep appreciation of love from God, because that's how God instills his virtue in, in a person who is blessed. So the blessing is given as a form of love from God. Now, this love can be viewed by anyone who is open enough and sincere enough to see it or to feel it even as well. You know, and that in itself is a sign from God to say, "Hang on, these are my people. Yeah, these are these are my secrets. These are my beloveds. These, so these people may not be out in the open, not in the public eye, um, and some of them may be. You know, but the the reality is that we all should strive in a manner for God's love. That we should seek nearness to Him, and in doing so, uh, what we have to do is the first and foremost thing is to find a guide who will be able to take you through the treacherous routes of this journey of, of this inner discovery. It's not self-discovery, because the self-discovery comes afterwards of, of, from the realization that you have now become ultimately assured in God, his existence, and the existence of the saints. Because, again, the realm of the reality of the saints is real. Yeah, As much as people try and demystify it, and say that it's, it's all, uh, you know, spirituality, some type of, uh, you know, it's just waffle, but it's not, you know. It's what explains everything in existence. Everything is vibrating a frequency of love, you know. And, I mean, even if you look in terms of the world of spirits, in the world of spirits, for example, yeah, even among the demonic spirits, they probably would have a family. They probably would... You know, the demonic mother would love the demonic son, right? And we see it manifesting in our, you know, in, in humans as well, right? We see that. We see that, you know, uh, uh, you know, a man who's gone into prison for a heinous crime 
you know, a grave act against humanity, right? Taking the life of someone else, you know, something like this, right? But yet the mother still loves that son. But in the eyes of another, he's a prisoner. In the eyes of another, he's a convict. In the eyes of another, you know, he's a, you know, he's a label. In a label, but in an essence, what we're seeing is that there is love still there, manifests. And you see, God, what, what we're having to understand is that that love doesn't diminish, no matter what level it's on. This is the truth of God. This can only happen by act of God, by God's existence. So this is what I'm saying. So ultimately, I'm saying to a reminding, I, I suppose, that God does exist. God is real. This is to all the atheists out there as well, you know, because you have to believe in something. Even if you don't believe in anything, you have to still believe in, in that you believe in nothing. So still, there's still a belief factor there. So there's the mere fact that you believe, you fall in line with what the Quran says, like Ikra Hakibi. There is no compulsion in religion. There's only compulsion in faith. So the fact that you don't believe is a belief in itself. This is the higher understanding. This is the truth. You see, so how can you say, even those who do not believe, that God does not love you? Every day you wake up and you get to go to work, you get to smell the breeze, you get to smell the flowers, you get to do all of these things, and you get to experience a love, whether it be from a man or a woman or a child. You know, your co-worker, your boss, whatever, it doesn't make a difference. You get to experience a level of love. And that feeling is warm, it's nice. But when you're on the steps of spirituality, in seeking the higher truth, and I say this because there are many manifestations of light in this world and many manifestations of truth, but there is only one pure light. And that is the highest light, and that is the light that God himself has decreed with it, and, and he keeps his hidden, you know? And it's not public knowledge. And it was never meant to be public knowledge. There's a reason why that is. But ultimately, the truth that comes is always going to be from that higher platform. The truth that comes is always going to carry and convey a message of uniformity because it's come to unify all beliefs into one, to realign their focus back to God and his love for us, why he created us, so that he may be praised, he may be thanked in the highest form. And the highest form is in Alhamdulillah. So that in itself is a statement of love. Thank you for the insight, Imam Saab. Really depth here. And uh, uh, Dr. Isa, please carry on this uh, discussion on your thoughts. Well, you know, when we talk about love in reference to mankind, spirituality, uh, we're really talking about two types of love, sometimes even more. Uh, one, we have a love to each other. You love uh, your husband, you love your wife, you love your children. A physical love, a love that is connected to the well-being of each other, a love of survival uh, so that you can carry on your offspring, your lineage into another generation. That is a deep-founded and strong love of survival. Then there is something we call the agape love. And that is the love that God, Allah, has for mankind. And he loves us like children. 
and that love for children that a parent has for their children is a love of goodwill, but about sternness, a love of greatness, but a love of toughness, a love that wants you to achieve, but also a love that punishes you when you're wrong. A love that expresses admiration when you do something well, but a love that also shows disappointment. A love that is forgiving, but also a love that says that you're going one step beyond. And that type of love that we talk about is the agape love, a strong, tough, vibrant love that holds nothing back that gives all but spanks you. Sometimes when we talk about love of God, we, we fail to mention that part, that part that God is a jealous God and God is a tough God. We always think that, well, he loves us regardless and forever and he will not scold us when we're wrong. That's the tough God. That's the God that's in the Quran in the Torah and the Old Testament, not the God that is oftentimes referred to in the New Testament, which gives you a kind of weak God, an untrue God, an untested God, that, 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 that we know now that is more a fable of man's imagination of what they want God to be. So I am, I am happy to be part of the spirit and the community where the God that I serve is one who loves me, but one who spanks me, and one who shows me the right way. And that's the type of God that we need now in the world that we're living in. A refreshing God, a God that, that cleanses us. A God that cleanses us, and, and that God is like, it's like, like a root, right? This morning, I took some um, a herb, and it's a yellow flower herb. It's an herb that deals with memory and cleansing, and 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 just um, gives you an upbeat. But that herb tasted terrible. It was bitter. No matter how much honey or brown sugar I put into that herb with the water as a tea, it tasted bitter. I knew it was good for me. And sometimes God, what he does, he gives us a bitter pill. He don't always give us the sweet thing that we want and that we crave, but he gives us that bitter pill to make us better, to make us stronger, to make us cleaner. And that's the type of God we need in this world because the world right now is going through a terrible state, a state of uncertainty, a state of mischief, a state of madness. So when we get cleansed through the divine clinic and we get blessed by the ketub, and when we hear the words of Imam Saab and QW, sometimes those words, sometimes those statements are bitter, 
and rough, but they're good for you because they're expressing love. So thank you, Imam, for the wonderful um, enunciation and dissertation that you gave in reference to this most powerful topic, love. What is love? What we know love is in the world is just superficial. Mm. And that's why so many people break up and fight and kill and mm. whatnot. But the real love is deep, it's penetrating. It stands the test of time. It's like a, it's like a, a oak tree with deep roots. It doesn't fall over, but it gets a little push. Thank you, uh, QW, for allowing me to say a few words. And thank you, Imam. And thank you, uh, YouTube, for allowing me to express uh, a few words to our listening audience. Assalamu uh, alaikum. Thank, thank you, Dr. Issa. So eloquently stated there and in a time where we need tough love. And, you know, God is merciful. He, he let, you know, he shows his creation. They see it. But that ego um, really gets the best of man. And um, not only that, but then you've got the, the, the other aspect of the dark energy that is around humanity today. And, you know, and surely when uh, Imam Saab or myself are speaking and uh, uh, in front of the people, it's because belief in, in the truth is so etched and so strong. And even just like yourself, Dr. Isa, when you, you don't know till you know something and, you know, and uh, up until the time you are open to understanding that what the life cleanse is about, how important it is, and because it's metaphysical, it's spiritual, and to, to able to, to, to see the essence of it is really reviving back that love that God has for humanity. And without love of God, nothing is sustainable, nothing. Everything is just superficial, there's no peace, it's all artificial and going on to the systems that are just continuing to dim the soul, the light that we have in our soul. And um, before I conclude, if there's any closing remarks you would like to add on, Imam Saab, please kindly uh, share with our audience. Uh, that would be great. Or Yes. Yes, of course, inshallah. Um, I just want to obviously conclude on one statement, really, which is, uh, you know, this is a topic of, of, you know, centered around spirituality and spiritual oneness and, you know, talking in terms of uh, when we're looking, you know, I mean, many of the listeners are probably have already watched many YouTube videos of other spiritualists, um, especially from the Muslim world, uh, who talk about oneness and the beloved and everything else. I think that there is this kind of... Um, uh, this, this level of where you can become trapped in terms of once you become aware of this love and become aware of certain aspects of, you know, God's manifestation of love within his creation, that it becomes a resting point. It becomes then a plateau. Your spiritual level, it just, it just stays at that level. And I think Dr. Usa was right that sometimes, you know, I'm not aware um, how I speak often at times because I just, you know, you feel moved by the spirit 
know, it's, it's moves within you because, you know, you just want people to know in terms of the truths that are there and the benefits that can be given and awarded by God because he is the most, you know, he, he is the giving, he's the most giving, he's the most abundant, he's, he's a Rahman or Rahim, you know, and and the, the reality is, is that I think we have to often, you know, understand that there's a necessity to have a guide who will be able to place that pressure, you know, upon you to be able to then propel yourself onto the next station, onto the next station and onto the next station in accordance to whatever has been divinely destined, you know, for you to reach in that capacity. Because everybody has a capacity and everybody knows what their limitations are. And I think what we have to understand is that this is a unification now, a time of unification to call all spiritualists together and saying, look, you know, there is a situation that is that is affecting the very fabric of God's creation. Yeah? From the unseen world or the seen world. But the reality is that both sides are in trouble. Now we can sit here and we can talk about, you know, the the, the smell of the air and, and, and the shapes in the clouds, but the, the reality is that we have a job to do. Every single one of us. We have a responsibility and God reminds us of responsibility and accountability by giving us family, by giving us a home. It's not yourself that's earned that money in the bank. It's God who's given that to you. He is the one who gives the opportunity. In the perspective that we believe that we ourselves are the masters of our own destinies, I think that in itself is a false ideation. Uh, because if we have been made for this purpose from love, then ultimately it's through loving Allah, loving God, you know, in praising him and giving him thanks and submitting yourself truly to him in which you will receive the higher bounties and be able to be of, of much service to, you know, to, to mankind uh, effectively. So I think that's what we're saying is that, you know, consider the, the, the opportunity not only just to get the life cleanse, you know, from the Divine Foundation, you know, in terms of everything that it says. And I want to also just Add in here as well um, a story of love, if if I may, if if we have some time. Yes. Do we please. have time? Yes. Yeah. We can. Yeah? We can. Okay. Allow allow me to um, to give you the story of a case that we dealt with not so long ago. Yeah. Um, it was in the UK. Um, it was a young or young lady. Um, she, uh, you know, family came and said that you know they were having issues. Uh, with uh, spiritual activity affecting one of the young children. And it was making her become what you would deem in the Western kind of viewpoint of things as, you know, a, uh, you know, uh, suicidal tendencies, teenage anxieties, and all these different things. But the reality is that when the spiritual health check was done, that's the thing that obviously was most of the ancestral that was causing a lot of the situation and it was trying to push its way through the most vulnerable family members you know, it had to be expelled and, and so she was manifesting this condition and what also came to light was that the family mentioned that the cat that she owns um, was behaving very strangely and 
uh, Kutusan picked upon this. Uh, they said that yeah, the cat had become possessed. So then, when when a spiritual check was was undertaken in, in under you know in understanding this, what was uh, what was made apparent was was actually something very profound because this young girl she had this connection with her pet that extended more than just you know uh, the cat. It was a cat, and you know, it's, it's not just the cat was just like a lodger in the house. You know, it was just roaming around. But she, she and the cat had this very special bond and a connection. Now the cat cannot speak; it cannot speak English. Yeah, it cannot. It can, but it can feel because it has a heart. And this cat and this girl bonded together through hearts. And this cat, and you're not going to believe this when I tell you, but I mean you will. But I mean the listeners probably won't, yeah. But they're going to have to, yeah, um, because ultimately it's the truth. The the cat and this girl, their hearts came together, yeah. and the cat, the cat, took some of the negativity from this young girl. The cat took some negativity from this young girl, affecting itself. Hmm. The cat can demonstrate such love for its owner, or for its keeper, or its guardian. So what are what, yeah? what are what are they doing? You know, for us, what, what you know, what, what are the uh, those who are joined in hearts? What are they doing for each other? You see, the intention of that cat. You know, the cat doesn't speak. It doesn't. It doesn't form any. It it doesn't follow a religion, does it? No. It doesn't pull out a prayer mat and start reading. I have yet to meet a scholar of any religion who can explain that to me. Hmm. A spiritualist, however, a person who believes in spirituality, first and foremost, will accept what I've just said wholeheartedly. Because they know it's truth. Mm. The cat had made intention to take some of this energy from this girl, to know how trouble she was, and to take it on itself. This cat, effectively, was a mercy to this girl from God, to offset some of the negativity from her. You know, it doesn't matter how much of a difference it made. But the fact is that the cat itself became troubled. As a result, because its natural energy level became distorted, and as a result of this distortion, it was able to associate when it was going outside. Obviously, it was picking up negative energy and things because it's it's become it's become out of balance. Natural, its natural balance has become shifted. It's imbalanced now. Energetically, it's imbalanced. Can you see? It affected the spirit of the cat, and it was prepared to take that for love. You know, the cat doesn't speak the same language orally as as the guardian. He doesn't pray on a prayer mat. He doesn't face towards the holy sites. Hmm. Very beautiful. Yeah, insightful in terms of how something spiritual. Something to consider. It's something yeah. to consider. You know, the fact is that that cat has a higher belief than most of the Muslims, the Christians, and the Jews today. You know, honestly, it's just I, I am humbled by this cat's actions. Because I have been to mosques with the association members, and 
we have got to speak about the, the troubling times of the communities and saying that, look, we, you know, we need to take an action on this. And, you know, the, the response I get is wide eyes and, and wide open mouths, you know, because people don't want to take accountability for anyone. Mm. They're just comfortable in what they do, their day-to-day stuff. But this cat, honestly, you know, this cat demonstrated a higher level of belief mm. than, than I have seen any other human do to date, right? Without knowing anything, without having any other spiritual guide, nothing. We just automatically knew what it had to do. It knew its purpose. Mm. Ultimately sacrificing itself for its lover, for its guardian. That is love. Yeah, that is love. So when we talk about spiritual cleansing at the Divine Clinic Foundation, please understand, listeners and viewers, and spiritualists and, and you know, men, ladies and, and children, whoever is listening, to understand when negative energy is taken away from you, it has to be taken somewhere. So please give some consideration to the recipient of that negative energy, you know, in knowing that it's not just a simple case, you know, um, of vanishing negative energy in thin air, that energy has to be processed. It has to be dealt with. And and there are few and far people between in this world, in all hemispheres, you know, that are willing or you know to sacrifice their very souls for that, for humanity. So where those people are, go to them, learn from them, you know, and and respect them. You know, that's a key lesson in itself. Thank you very much. Thank you, Imam Saad. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Isa. Thank you for our audience uh, listening to our podcast. And if you're in the Orlando area, please come by and see us on Thursdays in um, Winter Park. Information is on our website. We hold uh, spiritual oneness classes 7 to 8 o'clock on Thursdays. And if you have any questions, uh, would like to reach out to us, please feel free to Connect with us on email at info at the Divine Clinic Foundation.org. That's info at the Divine Clinic Foundation.org. And to listen to previous podcast series, these are available on iTunes or also on our website at www.thedivineclinicfoundation.org. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>